from San Diego, California. This is a one extraordinary marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing how your sexual intimacy can be a tool to deepen your emotional intimacy. And there's a quote from Michelle Tillis Lederman that says, building relationships is not about transactions. It's mm. about connections. And I would take that one step further and say that building a strong marriage is not about transactions. It's about the connections that the two of you make. We're going to be discussing that more in today's episode as we're talking about sexual intimacy as a tool to deepen your emotional intimacy. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a mm-hmm. hug is really, it's an opportunity for us to to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, to celebrate the impact that you're having in your communities. And this hug comes from an Instagram direct message that we received that starts with, my wife and I have read the Six Pillars of Intimacy book and loved it. Yay. We We do premarital mentoring through our church, and the curriculum Uh is The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller, which is awesome. But we felt like it left some gaps, especially in finances and intimacy, which for newly wedded couples and all couples is pretty darn important. And I'm assuming when he says intimacy, we're talking sexual intimacy there. That would be my... That would be my... Exactly. uh, Yes. As a wedding gift for the couples that we do premarital with, we have been giving them the six pillars of intimacy, and every one of them has really loved it. Right on. Keep doing what you're doing. It's vital to the future of our country that we have strong marriages that can withstand the earthquakes that will happen. Yep. We love... We love, love, love that you guys share the six pillars of intimacy, the secret to an extraordinary marriage with those going through premarital, with newlyweds. That is such a gift um, that, you know, just like this couple who's leading premarital uh, at their church, but others of you that choose to do that to set those marriages up on the right foundation. Love that. I do too. And I wanted to just share real quickly, you know, you can grab the book, you can grab the workbook, you can grab the Six Pillars of Intimacy monthly planner, you, you know, you can grab the Six Pillars of Intimacy conflict resolution. Coming up in 2024, which is this year, Elise and I- We are here. We are here. Um, Elise and I are speaking at different venues, events. Mm-hmm. We're, some of them we're putting on, some churches are putting on, and others are putting on. And so I just want you guys to know- that if you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash interviews, that will take you to all of our upcoming events and past interviews we've done. Mm. So you can just go right there. Um, and I'll also put a link here for you guys. But if you just scroll down, you'll see the upcoming events. Click on the links, register, come find us, because we're going to be in a number of different places here from now until May. Mm-hmm. And m- more are coming on board. So join us. And let's talk about the six pillars of intimacy. Absolutely. And, you know, this episode, the idea for this episode came out of a recent post that was in the One Family private Facebook group that asked this question. I'm curious if anyone has tried the seven-day sex challenge. My question is, did you mix it up every night and not always have penetration? Also, I'm curious as to if it brought you closer emotionally. I guess that was three questions, not just one. Um, 
But there was a lively conversation in the thread. And, you know, it's always one of those things. If those of you that have been around for a while, you know that if we see something happening, if, if it shows up in threes, if we realize that there's a lively, you know, conversation going on around it, we want to bring it to the one family as a whole through mm-hmm. the podcast. Because, you know, the opportunity not just to not just to be part of the private Facebook group, but but to have this conversation between husband and wife, to to really start digging into a place of going, okay, well, let's let's talk about it. Can sexual intimacy actually strengthen or bring the two of you closer together emotionally? And I know some of you right now are going, hold on a second, let me th- let me think that through. And it's not surprising because there's been a lot said, and we've even talked about it on on the show that for a lot of people, you need to feel close and connected. You need to have that emotional intimacy before you can become sexually intimate, right? Emotions before sex. But watching this thread and just some of the conversations I've been having over, you know, with coaching clients recently, it started formulating this question in my head. What if that's not true for everyone? Mm -hmm. What if you or your spouse it's reversed for you guys. What if, it, you know, instead of emotional connection to want to be sexually intimate, you need or desire the sexual intimacy to be emotionally intimate with your spouse. And, and so flipping that on its head, you choose to be sexually intimate in order to foster the emotional intimacy. Okay, but let's also expand on what we call sexual intimacy sure. to help folks also understand because that doesn't just mean penetration, sexual Correct. intercourse. When you read the six pillars of intimacy, it's chapter 10, that sexual intimacy chapter. We break that down. It's romancing, initiating, foreplay, and sexual intercourse. So there are three other things that can also happen that engage your sexual intimacy that could then lead to your emotional intimacy. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought it up because we're not saying from the outset of this episode that you have to have sex in order to create emotional connection. Like we're not, we're not just putting that blanket out there, but what does it look like Mm -hmm. if the two of you get into this place where you are going, okay, can we use, like, just pose the question to yourself for a second. Could we use our sexual intimacy to have deeper conversations? Okay, I, I wish you guys could see Tony's face right now because he's kind of mulling it over. I'd love to know what you're thinking right now. I I think we vacillate between both of these. I, I really do. And I think a Bring lot of couples do as well, but I could be wrong. I think there are times when both you and I or you per, per se or myself, it, it, it just depends on what's going on that we need that emotional conversation, right? We we need the verbal, nonverbal communication happening for us to feel safe, secure, and ready, I would say, for our sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times when it's, it's almost like a primal, like, I just want need to have sex. And once we have sex, then I can begin to talk and share what's going on. Right now, though, I need to get this out. Like, I mm-hmm. need to personally get it out and and also for myself like we talk about a lot um the book she comes first and i can put a link to that is i I get into a place where i'm like i just need to give you an orgasm and allow you to release so that way we can talk because i can fail sometimes with even our conversations you can get pent up and I can feel like there's tension in between us and the conversation isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, 
it, it, it feels like we, we want to say something, we want to move forward, and yet I can feel the tension. And when I can just go, all right, I'm going to give Elise an orgasm. I'm going to let her enjoy this. I'm going to really please her, let her have her fun. I am too. And then afterwards, it's sort of like, all right, let's jump in the shower. And we jump in the shower and we have this conversation that begins to flow mm-hmm. that we couldn't get out beforehand. Where beforehand, it was very tense. It was very like snippy almost. Where, and I'm not saying it's always snippy, but I'm just saying it just feels like there. it's just there's more walls. It just feels like we're, we're stumbling over ourselves. And now let's have sex. It's like, oh gosh, like we just had sex. Ah, everything's good. Let's go take a shower. Conversation happens from there. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we don't take a shower. Sometimes we're just like, wow, that was really good. And we're like, let's go grab dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, again, the, the the conversation before dinner, it just feels like it flows a little bit more. Well, and I think that's that's the point I'm trying to make here, that there are those times when sexual, like it's not an, an all or nothing. Right. But it's exploring using your sexual intimacy, you know, getting away from this. Well, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not having conversations, so we're not going to have sex or we're not having sex. So I'm not going to have a conversation like breaking that cycle and saying, you know what, this is a new year. Mm-hmm. What happens if we shift, you know, from what's not happening to what we can do or what I can do to make a change mm-hmm. and get into this place where I can read the room, so to speak, like you were talking about and going, OK, is this time for us to have a conversation or is this time for us to have an orgasm? right? To lead to the other, mm-hmm. right? Getting into this place of how can sexual intimacy be a tool, be that pillar that you address to actually start to create shifts within your marriage, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's really interesting because in that thread where all this conversation was coming out of and the episode um, came out of, there were some really interesting comments um, in terms of what couples had done regarding sex challenges, but but more of how they individually expanded it. Uh, one couple said, we're on day 142. For our purposes, and I love that they use that phrasing mm-hmm. because Everybody defines this uniquely in their marriage. Absolutely. So this person said, for our purposes, sex means intercourse. That sometimes means we have a lot of fun earlier in the day and then, quote, just do it to check the box at 11 when we're both ready to crash. It also means that no matter how hard a day we had or how big an argument, and this is where the emotional intimacy really starts to come in, we know we're going to do it even if one or both of us is not quite in the mood. That by itself means there is a limit, and this is the key emotional intimacy part, to how long a fight can last before we just have to stop and make a point to make up or at the very least call a truce. So they're not letting, like if I can expand on that, they're not allowing the disconnect in their emotional intimacy to turn into a place that disconnects them in every pillar of intimacy. Mm. Because they've made this commitment to one another that, hey, this is part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold on to the resentment. I'm not going to hold, you know, stuff it. I'm not going to do this kind of stuff, you know, a point to make up or at the very least call a truce because to be honest, and, and Tony and I have experienced this our, in our own marriage. A lot of times we just kind of get ornery about things that in the long term, probably, you know, in five years, or well, for Tony, I know it's probably in two weeks. He's not going to remember what we were arguing about. He just doesn't hold on to stuff that long. So is it worth it? Is it worth it to hold on? Or can we just have sex and call it good, right? Another person said, we've done two 60-day sex challenges, and I'm so glad we have. It really helps you learn a lot about each other and your relationship. Working on your emotional intimacy pillar before or during your challenge is really beneficial. 
because a lot of sex without emotional intimacy is, well, just a lot of sex and not a lot of connection. True. Getting to the point where sex is more about the special connection that only the two of you share and less about sex itself is amazing. This is coming from a menopausal lower drive wife. Can't really live without it now. Hmm. That's incredible. Absolutely. Right. Where we're focusing on both, right? Not just one or the other, but also inviting that sexual intimacy through the challenges to be a part of what they do. You know, somebody else said, we're not in it for the orgasms. It's more for the connection and intimacy, hoping to gain rekindled closeness that time seems to have diminished over the years. Hmm. This is so powerful, right? Because it's not just, it's not just the physical connection. Right, that's super easy to just focus. I mean, it, it's why when so many people ask us about our 60-day sex challenge and, and probably the number one question we get asked is, well, so it was all about sex? No. And I will tell you, the sex was the catalyst for the connection that Tony and I have fostered over the last, are we at 15 years? Uh, 2008, yeah, 15. Seven, no, 16 would be year 11. So 16 plus 11 is 27. Okay. There you go. I just know we did it in 2008. Okay. I Is that? Well, it's 2024. Well, we're going into, yeah, we're into the very start of 24. So it'll be, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> anyway. But, but, you know, coming to this place in this episode where, you know, it's, it, it's looking at this and saying, okay, the more that you do either one of those, right? The more sexual intimacy that you have or, or conversation, like you get better the more you do it. Mm-hmm. And with a sex challenge, sex experience, sex journey, whatever you want to call it. I know some of you are like, uh, a challenge, it makes it sound like it's such like a, a chore, a task, a, a, task, chore. a chore, whatever. Call it whatever you want. I, it, it doesn't bother us. Um, but the key is saying we are committing to one another. Mm-hmm. And there will be times when you'll learn. You're like, gosh, that was just like sex. And it, like, Elisa and I have done many a sex challenges where we're like, it just became about the sex. And we, we were like, okay, so what do we need to do? How do we be intent? How are we going to be intentional? How are we going to take action? So it's not just sex. So it's not just like, hey, roll over, let's have sex, let's have an orgasm. Let, hey, Husband, let's ejaculate and let's move on. I think all of us have been there at some point in time. And we have to look at ourselves individually and together as a couple and go, what are we going to do so it's not just that? Mm -hmm. And those are some hard conversations that you may have to have. You may have to have that emotional intimacy. You may have to get vulnerable. You may have to get transparent. You may have to share some stuff that you haven't shared with your wife yet. Or your husband. Or your husband. And that's where the emotional intimacy comes in. You feel the connection. You start to learn about your spouse and the things that they're going through. You get to hear the heart of what's really happening. And I got to say, Elisa and I have been there at times. And it could be a physical thing. It could be a mental thing. It could be something outside of our marriage thing. But we come, we, we become closer together because we're like, oh, you know what? We said I do. Mm-hmm. We're, we said I do to one another. And it brings me back to something that we have said many, many a times. And it, for me, 
it grounds me and goes, oh, we're on the same team. And this challenge that we're doing together, be it sexually, a sexual, sexual experience, there's also the emotional experience that reminds me to go, we're on the same team. And how do we do this so that way we grow mm-hmm. individually and as a couple? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's making a choice, mm-hmm. right, that, that you're going to be intentional in using your sexual intimacy to build your emotional intimacy. It, it's not enough just to show up and say, yeah, I'm going to do this. It, it's, it's being present. It's being mm-hmm. engaged. And, and it's choosing and understanding that when you build both of these, you will create an extraordinary marriage, mm-hmm. right? That this isn't just like, oh yeah, that'll be fun and we'll just check the box one day. It's like, no, this actually becomes a catalyst for what the two of us are going to create. And it's no, it's no coincidence that we're discussing this at the very beginning of the year in order to look at both of these pillars and set the two of you up for success. And we're going to talk about how to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're back. And we're talking about the choice to develop your emotional intimacy through your sexual intimacy. And, you know, Tony mentioned this a couple minutes ago, but I do think it, it bears repeating. And there are likely going to be vulnerable, awkward, uncomfortable conversations Mm. around this. And and what I would say, and I tell this to my coaching clients all the time, acknowledge that if you haven't done this before, like, like being vulnerable when it comes to your emotional intimacy or your sexual intimacy, like it's going to feel uncomfortable. Can we just all say it? Like this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable or awkward. Okay, good. We've acknowledged it. You've said it. You still got to do it. Mm-hmm. And here's why, because you grow when you're doing those things. You grow when you choose to engage in these conversations. Like having a conversation about what you like sexually, holy cow. I will tell you very, I mean, I, I will speak more from the husbands that I coach with than the wives on this one. Wives, if you would verbalize, and again, this is deepening your emotional intimacy and stepping into a place where you're going to share with your husband. If you would tell your husband what you like in the bedroom, 
there would be so many husbands across the planet that would be able to breathe a sigh of relief instead of playing a guessing game every time they're trying to have sex with you. And this is something that you talk a lot about with your bold wives members. Absolutely. You know, um, and if you haven't checked that out or not sure what that is, go to boldwivesclub.com. It's a community of wives that Elisa is leading the charge so that you can be brave, open-minded, loving, and decisive. And so go to boldwivesclub.com and, and check that out for the wives. I mean, I talk to Elisa and I get to I get to hear even her getting po- poured into from these other wives mm. and her pouring into them and the experts that are coming on and everything. I, I think it encourages and allows you wives to have a community where you can speak freely, openly and step into where you want to be as you grow this year. Like sometimes you need to just step in and go like, I need that. I need that confidence. Right. And I need to be around other wives who are on this journey as well. Well, I I think the reality, and I know this is true for me, is that lots of people did not grow up in families where sex was talked about, where emotions mm. were talked about, where it was okay to be vulnerable. And so this is, these are all skills. Mm-hmm. This is not like you either have it or you don't. It's, it's all about choosing to develop those skills. And look, if you're listening to this when this episode first comes out, it's the beginning of the year. What if you said this was the year that you were going to develop this skill? That you were going to say, you know what? What if we looked at at these two pillars? If we looked at our sexual intimacy pillar and we looked at our emotional intimacy pillar and we said, hey, focus, 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 focus. I can't remember what movie that's from, but there's a movie that that's just part of the line, right? And, and you say, this is this is how I'm going to engage with you, that, that we're going to get into this place of saying, hey, we're going to talk about our sex life. We're going to talk about what we like. We're going to talk about how we're feeling about sex. We're going to share those things that are working and share the things that aren't. We're going to have those conversations outside of our bedroom. We're going to deepen our emotional intimacy and we're going to use our sexual intimacy as the tool to do so. Well, and as you're saying that, what hit me was like, that becomes the catalyst to you engaging in your physical intimacy, your financial intimacy, your spiritual intimacy, your recreational intimacy, every single one of those you begin to engage in because you're able to be transparent and vulnerable and open. That then allows the other pillars to be strengthened and whichever way it goes, for you is dependent upon you guys as a couple, who you guys are and how you're walking through your own marriage journey. But think about the grander perspective, the long-term, what could happen in your marriage. Mm. And believe me, Elisa and I have seen many of folks over the years since we first started talking about when we did our our 60-day sex challenge, who have said, oh, no way, and then said, oh, wow, we did it, and we're still going. And to those of you who have well surpassed Elisa and I, this, it, it, it amazes me. I mean, I'm like, holy mackerel. What you guys have been able to do, it, it truly is amazing because I get to see the impact it has on your marriage and on you individually. Well, and I'm, I think the thing that I've seen over the years with couples who have chosen to really engage in some of these extended 
sex challenges where, you know, it's not, it's literally, they're, they're past checking the box every day. They yes. went beyond a seven days, went beyond a 30. I mean, I shared, you know, one couple that's done two 60 day challenges and one couple that's on day, what did I say? 142. Mm-hmm. Um, if, when you start to hear the stories, you realize that the sex is merely a tool that they use to have the conversations, to talk about what's going on. It, it, it has become another tool in their toolbox. Correct. It's no longer a tug of war between husband and wife, right? Well, I'm not doing this until you do this, or I'm not doing this until you do that, right? We've, we've gone beyond the, I think, societal narrative about sex and, and into this place where couples are using their sexual intimacy as a tool to grow their marriage, mm-hmm. as a tool to have these conversations, as a tool to get to know one another better. And, and I will say at the start of a year, if you make a commitment to make this be a year that you get to know your spouse better, both sexually and emotionally, 100% the other four pillars are going to grow this year. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of times when I make a guarantee, but I know that if you focus on those two, you will see rising in all of the other four. And with that, I want to say, look, this isn't going to be perfect. Can I just tell you, like, don't expect perfection. Don't expect every time you have sex that there's some like deep heartfelt conversation that comes after or every time that you have like some crazy vulnerable conversation that's going to lead to mind blowing sex. Both of those things can happen. Mm-hmm. But but don't expect it to be perfect every time right the reality is is that the more that you do both you give yourself greater odds of having extraordinary experiences and just based on the law of averages when you engage in both of those pillars a whole lot more then when you have an encounter that isn't maybe the greatest well you've got a whole lot more tries to put that up against well it just reminds me just us in the the last week you know, we had sex, what was it, three and four days? Is it, or is it three and three days? Uh, I think three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah, it was three and four days. Yeah. And literally, you bring this up. And we weren't doing a challenge or anything. I just want to share sort of even for us, three out of four, three, three times out of four. The first two times, the first time was like, holy crap, like, wow, that was amazing. Like loved it. The second time as well was just sort of like, oh my goodness. And then the third time was sort of like, what's going on? (laughs) Like literally there, there are moments like we're in foreplay and Elisa was like just rubbing her eye and it was totally throwing me off. Like her eye was itching and this, this happens. So I know, I know, I know it, I know about it, but for some reason her doing it that third time was like, completely throwing me off. Like it it was hard for me to sustain an erection at times because for some reason she would do that. And in my mind, I would just start like squirrel, not away from like what we're doing, but I'm like, is she okay? Does she need to get up? Like my, my mind just started wandering. And so she had her orgasm and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready. But at the same time, I'm still sort of a little flaccid. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like eventually we got it done. We're we're good. And yet I just want to share with you three times, two were amazing. And I could sit on that third one and go like, man, we just suck. Like we, like we don't know how to do this after 27 years. And that's not the case. 
because we know from history, from who we are and what we've done, that can happen. And yet it doesn't mean that we can't have the most amazing sexual experience and an emotional experience the next time we come together. Well, and I think what you relayed there actually just highlights in a nutshell what this episode's been about, Mm -hmm. right? The fact that that we had a less than extraordinary Extraordinary. uh, encounter the third time and we can talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? We, We were on vacation when that happened and we were walking the beach later on and, and Tony brought it up and we talked about it and it wasn't this like accusatory, you know, from Tony, like what the heck can you not scratch your eye when I I just, I get this weird irritation on my eyelid. I have no idea. It just, it happened. I think we need to just put Uber lube on it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably another use for Uber lube, but, but we were able to have the conversation and step into that place of emotional intimacy because we'd had sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It, it was something that came out and even being able to talk about the fact that, hey, you know what? We were on vacation three out of four. We actually hit our, you know, the number that we talked about on our vacation planner. Right. Like all of these things. But but the sexual intimacy was the catalyst for the emotional mm-hmm. intimacy. And we want to at the beginning of this year, we want to challenge you. I, I think ultimately we want to challenge the two of you to think through what could that look like? for the two of us. How can we use our sexual intimacy pillar and everything that's encompassed in that, not just intercourse, read chapter 10 of the six pillars of intimacy, the secret to an extraordinary marriage. How can we use that to catapult the emotional intimacy that we have in so many different ways? Yeah. And here's the thing. We know that for some of you, you could just jump on and just let's get this going. We're going to start doing it. For others of you, you're like, what do we do? Like, what are the positions are we going to try? Like, how do we get this set up? Do we need lube? Should we try toys? Should we not? We have our 30 day sex challenge mm. and you guys can pick this up. You can, you, you can go 30 days or you could go seven or 14, but it's all there. It's a guide to help you along. So that way you can have the best experience. Again, if you get 80 out of a hundred on, on a sex challenge, like I'm saying, like if you were to go like, wow, that was an 80 out of a hundred, I, I would give you two thumbs up and just be like, rock on. But some of us need guidance. So go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash 30 days, pick it up and start using it again. As Elisa said, this is the beginning of the year. Like let's rock and roll this thing. Mm. You know, what could happen in your marriage? If you do that, what could happen? If you go after it, I know for a fact from Elisa and I, and our perspective, we have done these ever since we did our 60 day sex challenge every year in every year we learn something new. Mm. So this week, make it a point, talk to your spouse, say this year, we're going to, we're going to step in. And we're not going to look at this just from the sex side of things, though. Mm. We're going to look this, look at this from our emotional intimacy side as well. And when we look at both of those pillars, our sexual intimacy and our emotional intimacy pillar, it's going to create this foundation for us where we are going to be able to strengthen those and every other pillar in our marriage. And we're going to be able to look back on what we did because we are willing to step in and tackle these two pillars. 
with that, you guys, have yourselves a fantastic week. To each and every one of you, happy new year. Make it the best. Love you guys.